0: Sometimes, an animal eats an apple, and the seeds pass through its body and grow into an apple tree. And sometimes, it's just a pile of crap. You're listening to the podcast reviewing films that walk the fine line between passable and porn. We like to call these films, Anus Apples. Hello everyone, this is Chris. Welcome to Anus Apples, the show where we watch bad movies and decide whether they have a seed of greatness or if they're just plain crap welcome welcome so this time we are watching or have watched a very interesting film um a film called chiller rama from 2011 and i will say that this is not as uh low budget as some of the other options uh, that we've already reviewed in the past couple of episodes. And by the way, I try to announce ahead of time what movies I'm going to be watching so that you can choose to watch along all- ahead of time. All of these movies are available through Tubi, uh, at least at the time that I'm recording. So definitely worth checking out if you're at all interested. And hey, if you want to review them along with me, uh, let me know. You know, I'm always looking for people who have an opinion on movies and, and enjoy this type of thing. But Chillerama was a 2011 movie uh, that was released by Image Entertainment, so a little bit of a higher-end uh, company and it was directed by adam green who also writes and directs the tv show holliston which i've never seen and we'll talk a little bit about this uh in in a little while here in terms of what the movie's about and everything it's a little bit different than the prior movies and that there are multiple movies within this movies want to find out more well of course you do so let's take a listen to the trailer sorry trailer before i cut myself off Welcome to Chillerama, four chilling tales of terror, not for the fate of heart. four no-holds-barred films from four of today's most demented directors, Chillerama is a carnival of gore, guts, and good times. First, it is a biological anomaly the likes of which the medical community has never seen. Godzilla. Oh, my God, it's coming! It's so tasty. It's getting bigger! It's delicious. I not say that again. Then... Don't you like boobies? Feel the bite. It your bite, my ass. Of oh, I Was a Teenage Weir Even a boy who thinks he's straight, yet shaves his balls Ooh. by night, may become a bear bear. Then discover how we really won the war (laughs) in The Diary of Anne Frankenstein Frankenstein! Frankenstein! (laughs) Finally Witness the debauchery. what me! What the sweet scent of Satan's scrote is going on here? Of zombie movie. When there's no more room left in hell, did dead shot the earth. Chillerama, you'll marvel at the madness. <laughs> what in God's name? Cringe at the cruelty. <laughs> and delight in the depravity. They put the gun to my head the trigger. The bullets should take us both out. What? That's the best idea you have got? Oh my god! Perhaps we can view this as a cautionary take. God help us all. Oh, god. Drive in and freak out. It's gonna be a hell of a night. Sillerato. I promise to make tonight worth your while. The ultimate midnight movie So that was the trailer for Chillerama. And as you could tell, this is not your normal movie. Uh, In fact, I was talking about somebody, uh, or talking with this about somebody, uh, 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 talking with the movie about the movie with somebody, if I could talk. And they said it sounded a lot kind of like Grindhouse, which I haven't seen. It's uh, too uh you know films done in a kind of indie style uh with uh Quentin Tarantino helping to lead that project but Chillerama is essentially actually there's a movie they didn't mention in this because it's not a full movie in the movie uh Deathication so I will be talking about all of these films and how they all tie together because this is very very unique um so, in terms of I, I can't really talk about characters because we're dealing with four or five different movies here. So I'm gonna mostly be talking about the movies themselves and a little bit about the style, the film, uh, the the way, the cinematography, and everything. I can't get into individual characters too much. And the reason behind that is because we're dealing with four or five different short movies that all have their own distinct plots and characters, and it would get too confusing. Specifically though, I will call out Richard Reel, or Ryle, uh, who was from Office Space, did some voices in Legend of Korra, and uh, also was on a show called In the Rough. You might know him as kind of the mustache guy, uh, and you definitely heard him in the trailer. So he stuck out as kind of a lead character because he is in kind of the framing narrative story. Also, Ron Jeremy shows up a couple of times in a couple of these, uh, the, these movies. And uh, as you know, Ron Jeremy, a uh, classic porn star uh, who also has had various charges levied against him for um, sexual assault and harassment. Who knew that somebody who was in the '70s and '80s porn industry would, uh, you know, be accused for sexual harassment and/or assault? Anyway, so we're going to tackle these one by one. Uh, One of these movies that they mentioned during the trailer, Zombie Movie, is um, actually a framing narrative. Now, for those of you that don't know what a framing narrative is, in movie making, a framing narrative is kind of the nice little bookends you use to tell other stories. For example, in Forrest Gump, the framing narrative is... Forrest is telling, for most of the movie anyway, Forrest is telling his past stories of his life as he's waiting for a bus. That is the framing narrative in that regard. In the beginning of Lord of the Rings, the framing narrative is Bilbo uh, writing out the story of Lord of the Rings or There and Back Again, which is actually supposed to be The Hobbit. But still, it's Frodo writing out the story of the shire and the people of the shire and that's the framing narrative as you go into at least the director's cuts of lord of the rings so um or at least that's one of the framing narratives there's also galadriel telling the story of the ring that's also a framing well that's not really a framing narrative that's more of just narration i guess i don't know um the but nonetheless the The point is, is that a framing narrative is kind of the story that you use to tell the story in this context zombie movie is actually a framing narrative all the other movies take place within the context of zombie movies so what i'm going to do is give a little bit of an intro to zombie movie because that's how the movie opens up and then we'll talk about the three or four sub movies that are part of zombie movie before we come back to zombie movie i know that's confusing but anyway To give you an idea of the movie, once again, spoiler alerts uh, from this point forward. Um, First of all, to give you an idea of the type of movie this is, this is a movie that is born out of love for all sorts of different horror genres. You have like the attack of the 50-foot-whatever type of movies. You've got the teenage musical, high school musical type of feel movie. And you have the um, kind of black-and-white, gritty, old-style horror movie as well. And it's all framed within another movie. And that movie starts off looking like a black-and-white uh, horror film, and all of these films, by the way, have heavy sexual undertones and overtones, but also um, not that not as much nudity as you would expect. Um, actually, there's no nudity really of consequence, aside from some in the opening scene. There's really no nudity until the last like half hour of the movie, which is pretty impressive. Minus uh, an, an an animal penis in one point. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to the animal penis in a moment. Anyway. Point being, the movie opens up with a guy going to the graveyard and it's dark and he's digging and he gets down to the coffin because of course he's digging up a coffin and who's in his in the coffin well his dead wife's in the call in the coffin and so um it's not necessarily implied that he killed her um at least not to me but at the same time he's sitting there and he's uh you know kind of taunting her and talking about how she didn't give him sex when she was alive so let's make the next logical jump of course that he's going to have sex with her now well of course she wakes up up from her dead stupor and proceeds to bite his testicles off. I, I'm not sure if she only bit his testicles off or um, you know everything, but um, it, it's definitely graphically demonstrated that at least his testicles get bitten off and spit out, and he's coated with a bunch of mysterious blue goo. Now I don't know about the rest of you, but if you're a, a red blooded you know uh, man. And you get your testicles bitten off, you're not going to be going to work that night. But of course, this guy is going to persevere and he makes it to work. He's late, but he makes it to work. And where does he work? Well, of course, he works at the local drive in movie theater, which happens to be doing its last chillerama evening, which is showing back to back to back horror films that nobody had ever heard of that were always unique. And of course, the older guy who runs the drive-in, played by Richard real it's the last night that the drive ins going to operate and he's talking to a picture of his dead wife and mourning you know the loss of this and he's contemplating suicide several times throughout the movie but he still stops his uh you know suicide attempts in order to come over the loudspeakers and say well welcome boys and ghouls let's hope that this tingly tale doesn't you know uh you know mess you up and whatnot And there are several side characters um, in this movie as well. So there's a, a mom and a dad who have brought their young child who is only probably three, two or three with them. And the kid, actually, it's probably younger than that. It's probably supposed to be like, uh between one and two but still they brought the younger child and they're coming to have a night out there's another car that has a few friends and um one of them likes a girl at the concession stand and the other one likes the other girl in the car uh or likes the girl in the car and uh, of course one of the character's brothers is in another car with another girl And so, it's the typical, you know, uh, type of movie where you got a bunch of different cars here to see the show, and some things happen to them throughout the movie. And uh, we'll come back to this after we get to the movies within the movie, starting with wadzilla yes wadzilla okay so wadzilla is a film that was made in the style of like the the you know giant monster taking over the town movie um but of course it's got a a little bit more of a squeamish or not squeamish that's the wrong word but a little bit more of a sexual edge to it so the story is there's this guy that basically uh you know he he has um, some sexual dysfunction specifically his sperm count isn't only low but his sperm count is basically a single sperm that can barely crawl along in the petri dish and yes they showed this um the he is given an experimental medication that just happens to be sitting next to some kind of radiation machine hence setting up the classic Movie, the classic B horror film thing of radiation creating a giant monster, and so whenever he starts to get turned on, his testicles hurt and he has to go and take care of the problem as quickly as possible uh, to eject the a, a giant sperm. Now, the first time this happens, the sperm is large. I mean, it's about the size of I don't know a walnut. But the second time this happens, he's actually going out on a blind date. And, uh, you know, gets turned on, has to use her bathroom, completely destroys the bathroom in the process of uh, trying to kill his giant sperm, which uh, proceeds to escape in hilarious fashion um, uh, <laughs> and get out into the world where it starts ripping people's heads off and killing them. And eventually it grows to a ginormous size and they try to take the monster out using a, an entire, like, basically like tanker truck filled with spermicide and it's not working and eventually i think they end up blowing it up with some kind of you know uh, military uh equipment if i remember correctly i can't 100 remember um or like he that he, they have it get lured over to the empire state building And they put a a condom over the Empire State Building. And then they blow it up. I don't remember. All I remember is, in the end, there's a giant sperm that explodes. Covers everybody with jizz. And um, including the girlfriend slash uh, blind date that the guy was on a date with in the first place. For some reason, she stayed with him throughout the whole thing. After everything, all the bizarre stuff that happened. And they end up kissing. And it says, the end... But it's not really the end because, of course, his testicles are hurting again because he's getting turned on. And that's the end of the first movie. Um, So Wadzilla, definitely uh, amusing. Well, you know, they they had some campy, um, old-style movie special effects, both in the terms of puppets and some CG. It was really, really well done. And by well done, I mean poorly done, but intentionally poorly done. Just to give you context, all of these movies... Are the movies that completely lean into the fact that they're bad movies they're trying to be bad movies they love that they're bad movies and they embrace it. So that was the first one Wadzilla. Now after Wadzilla we cut back to the framing narrative and uh, people are going to go get some popcorn and 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 drinks and things like that at the snack bar uh, the guy from the first car that we talked or the second car we talked about decides he's going to go get some popcorn as is uh, the, the, the husband from the car with the young young child in it um they're gonna they're gonna get some snacks and they go to get some snacks but meanwhile guy who was late to work is slowly kind of starting to turn into a zombie who is obsessed with sex now that's unusual because um how you can uh ejaculate without having testicles or uh, a penis supposedly uh, is rather an interesting concept but basically he's been hiding out in the storeroom. Uh, masturbating into a can that is normally used for the popcorn butter so of course when they run out of popcorn butter the attendant comes and dumps this blue gunk onto the popcorn uh, and people don't notice it for some reason and now the popcorn is being served with this weird blue jizz all over it and we cut to our second movie. And the second movie is, oh, oh, I forgot to mention the guy from the car that likes the concession stand girl gets to talk to the concession stand girl. She gives him her number, and she asks him to meet her later, and he promises he will. We cut to the second movie now, which was I Was a Teenaged Bear." I Was a Teenaged Bear" is very much done in a combination of, like, California surfer movies along with some greaser like from like grease or from uh you know um oh happy days type of feel to it and it also has a high school musical feel because there are at least two or three songs in this movie and it's the story of a guy who's going out with a girl but he uh seems to notice men more than women and and, you know, like he sees these guys running on the beach with like these pecs and, and he's like checking them out instead of making out with the girl who wants to have sex with him. And so they do this song about, you know, um, all she wants is for him not to look away and he keeps looking away and he can't prevent it. And there's definitely this undertone of needing to come out of the closet. Meanwhile, you have these three greaser guys who have a bad reputation around town and, uh, they're, you know, clearly playing for the other team, so to speak. And, uh, and, and, it was basically said that way in the movie, which, by the way, I'm okay. Whatever you want, have fun. I don't care. Point being, though, uh, this is a musical period comedy um and horror movie where the guys who are the greaser guys end up turning into these werebears which are uh both the pun tying to obviously uh certain stereotypes within the gay community but also literally turning into half bear half man uh but yet when they turn into the half bear half man they also end up having all sorts of leather and, and, uh, you know, spike collars and stuff like that on, it's really funny. And, um, so, at one point, they, they have wrestling uh, as part of gym class. Which for some reason, is outside. The, the Like, school is outside on the beach. I didn't understand that. Like, you can't actually have real school. But then they later do have a real school. So, it's really weird. Like, there's a locker room. But they were wrestling outside, if I remember correctly. So, it's really weird. And one of the greaser guys, who's a werebear, bites the main character on the ass. At which point, he... Begins to uh, feel these urges more more heavily, heavily. And the goal, of course, of the werebears is uh, they're going to, you know, attack guys that are making fun of them. And at one point, you meant, you remember that I mentioned earlier in the podcast an animal penis. Well, one of them shoves his bear-like dick through the back of a guy and kills him, impaling him. It, it's, it's, again, heavy sexual overtones in all of these things but definitely, definitely just uh, hilarious. Again, 100% true to the genre, well-filmed, well-lit. I mean, you know, as needed, uh, the lighting was consistent, and it all ends in a concert where, you know, the guy, the main character is trying to take out the lead werebear and to save everybody else in the town before the werebears tear them apart and eat them. So, um, I Was a Teenage Werebear, that's film number two. We cut back to the framing narrative, where things continue to get weird. We have more people getting snacks, but we have people going away and not coming back. We're starting to get a sense that there's a little bit of uh, some zombie stuff starting to take place. And as we're getting ready to cut into the third film, we see that the original guy, who has now fully become a zombie is up in the control booth and is going to, uh, you know, um, possibly start causing some problems. Actually, no, that's the fourth movie. But still, we're starting to get a sense of more problems taking place here. Um, And actually, I think, if I remember correctly, characters get separated and stuff happens. But nonetheless, we cut back to the third movie within the movie, which is The Diary of Anne Frankenstein, which is clearly... A ripoff of, um, what's it called? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Mel Brooks, uh, Son of Frankenstein, or Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. It's clearly a ripoff of Young Frankenstein and the producers. It's um, shot in black and white. And it's about the family from the Diary of Anne Frank where um, turns out they shorten their name to Frank because they have this journal of creepy stuff that their family used to do that's forbidden knowledge. Their original name, surprise, surprise, was actually Frankenstein. And, of course, Hitler shows up in person to take them out. They speak constantly fake German throughout this entire thing and use the opportunity to mention random Uh, phrases and stuff that we would recognize it's really funny but anyway Hitler proceeds to put together uh, a Frankenstein monster who turns out to be a very well-built Jewish rabbi of course Um, and they can't get him to kill people so instead he ends up killing Uh, Hitler and his henchmen and everything else. There's not as much to this story, but it's still amusing. And Hitler's wife, Ava, is constantly hitting on people or has a very low-cut shirt, and that is what it is. We cut back from that. Uh, So that's as much as I could say about it. It is definitely amusing. And at the end of the movie, during the credits, Hitler actually sings a song about just wanting to be loved, which is hilarious. It's a great great movie and it's definitely got that mel brooks feel and tongue-in-cheek feel to it. it is amazing um we cut back to the main movie it's clear that a zombie outbreak is starting to happen but these are zombies obsessed with sex and so you're starting to see here like all sorts of weird stuff going on um, the zombie from the beginning of the movie you know ends up taking over this is going to go over 30 minutes today because there's so much detail to talk about because there's so many movies and they get ready to project a th- the the fourth movie which is called deathication Defecation doesn't actually end up fully taking off because the zombie apocalypse within the movie theater is about to take center stage, but Defecation is an arts film and the first entire like two to three minutes is warnings about how graphic this film is and for some reason there's a random topless woman standing in front of a blackboard as they're making these warnings. I don't know why. That's just what's happening. Okay. I'm just telling you what happens. And then the rest of this quote unquote movie is just people shitting all over the place literally just shitting on each other projectile diarrhea it is looks like it's gonna just be a weird artsy film but the film gets interrupted because of the zombie apocalypse so um the guy and the girl that were friendly in the car with the trio of teenagers um discover the the projectionist and uh he's being attacked by a zombie and they manage to save him And um, meanwhile, the other guy in the car that's in love with the concession stand girl goes into the concession stand. Um, He kind of realized he's the last man standing. So um, everybody else is basically infected at this point. So he says, oh, I'm the final girl. He literally calls himself out as the final girl, which is, of course, a classic horror movie trope, you're the final girl, you're the survivor, but he's not the final girl. It's just the two other kids from the car are missing. So he presumes he's the final girl. And he comes back to the concession stand, and there's zombies all over the place, and they're having sex with everybody and ripping people to pieces while having sex with them. It's really interesting and weird, um, and so he gets he gets with concession stand girl, and she happens to get a little bit of that blue jizz on her foot, so they get back uh, in a back room. And she turns. Of course she turns. Why wouldn't she turn? And she turns and she wants to make out with him and have sex with him because that's part of the turning process. And so he's like, "Ah, fuck it. And so obviously he dies and becomes a zombie. Cut back. um, So his brother, by the way, turned early on in the movie because he was getting popcorn for his brother. So, yeah, his brother turned and uh, ended up uh, becoming a zombie and his girlfriend became a zombie and they're busy having sex and there's other people having sex and there's breasts falling out everywhere but they're all zombies which is disturbing and weird and a, an interesting way of doing things um the i feel bad for the family the the the, the mother and the father because they both turned but their kid didn't and they're getting ready to have sex with each other. And then the kid makes a noise and they just kind of look back and they're like, ah, oh. like despite the fact that they're zombies, they got cock blocked by their kid. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I'm a parent. It's happened to me. You know, it just it is what it is. Um, in the end, what happens? Well, it turns out projectionist played by Richard Riel or Ryle. Uh, Has a poster of Orson Welles. He's been talking to throughout the movie, and behind this poster is just grenades and machine guns and everything else. Um, And he just he gets all this stuff together. He gives the two kids that are in love, or the two like you know uh, college kids that are in love, guns. Tells them to get back to their car, and of course they get back to the car and uh, they run out of ammo and the car won't start, and they're surrounded by zombies, uh, meanwhile, Richard, uh, Reel's character comes down, guns blazing, takes out a ton of zombies, and has a grenade, and blows them up, uh, sacrificing himself, but it's not enough, and the two kids, um, who both say that they're basically virgins, or at least one of them is, decide that the best way to go out, instead of being, um, to death by zombies is instead to have sex with each other, um, while their car is covered with sex crazed zombies, because why not? You know, that's, that's what we're going to do. So, um, now you think that's a rather sad ending, but that's not actually the real ending. Yes, that's right. It turns out in a drastic twist that nobody was expecting, um, the entire Zombie movie, and all the movies in it was a movie called Chillerama. That all of the I i presume directors and producers of the the Chillerama movies is watching, and of course one of them comments, eh, "There's not enough breasts in it," you know. So it was. It, the whole thing was framed inside of another framing narrative. We've got layers upon layers. And, of course, a random zombie pops out at the end after everybody leaves the theater to close it out. And all the credits have um, some extra scenes from the movies within the movie that... Um, we amusing, including a musical number uh, where people are getting decapitated by zombies, um, specifically a musical number called Chiller Rama. So this isn't Chill O Rama, it's Chiller Rama. And um, you know what? It just hits all the right places. I have to give it the seed of greatness from a cinematography perspective. Each director did a great job at holding to the way that the genre should look and feel each director did a great job of using campy filters or campy effects when needed. Um, This, this is just a, it's an absolute joy to watch. You will be laughing. You'll be grossed out at times. It's just, it's, absolutely um was a ton of fun to watch i i have to say seed of greatness on this um i i actually will say i recommend this one because it's just it's three different types of movies all within another movie which is then turning out to be inside of another movie so it's got layer upon layer upon layer it's got some interesting concepts of things that um have either been done but been done differently. I I I really enjoyed it. And it's filmed obviously in HD, so it's past HD era. So you could tell it's got that HD look and feel. But you can also tell like they're intentionally using bad filters to get like the black and white effects or to get that kind of gritty, uh, you know, the 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 I don't even know what to call it, but like the giant monster movies that were actually filmed in color have a certain kind of ...feel to them, they were able to pull that off, um, everything was just very well done, and it, yes, it's overtly sexual, if you can't deal with that, you're not going to be able to watch it, but it's hilarious, it's well done, it hits all of the tropes, and it's clearly a love letter to the horror B-film genre, it's absolutely amazing, I cannot recommend it enough, so definitely seed of greatness in this. So, yep, definitely, 100%. All right, speaking of seeds of greatness, you can show some seeds of greatness uh, or sow some seeds of greatness by, hey, acknowledging that this is a value for value podcast and showing some value for the value you get here. Now, value can be a lot of things. It could be a positive review on your favorite apps or app store or but, uh, podcast uh, app. It could be um, you streaming some sats by getting a new podcast app, newpodcastapps.com, or doing a boostagram. Uh, boostagrams are awesome. It's like a one-time payment. Or you could support me through PayPal if you want to do that. Um, basically any way that you want to show value back to me for the time that I spend watching bad movies and, uh, talking about them, then I am grateful for all of that. And I'm grateful for your feedback as well. Um, so you can, you can send me feedback. It's a uh, feedback at anus That's right. Feedback at anus to send me some feedback and movie recommendations. Um, what I'll say is, uh, That wraps up another Anus Apple. Make sure that you take a big, giant bite out of life and join us next time when we find another tasty or nasty Anus Apple. Take care.